Well, good morning, Hirschbachers. This is uh, Dan and Joe coming from coming live to you from uh, Kerper Avenue in beautiful Dubuque, Iowa. Just uh, touch base this morning. A couple updates about the business. Uh, you know, our demand for our services remains uh, very strong. Uh, still, still on a very you know heavy demand schedule. It, it's 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 backed off a smidgen. But on a scale of one to, uh, one to ten, it's it probably went from like a thirteen down to eleven. So overall demand still very strong. Uh, we can pretty much load our trucks uh, anywhere in the country at, at reasonable rates. So so that that piece of the business remains very healthy. Uh, you know our book of business. We're we're continually kind of refining and and and, and trying to measure and and manage. Our, our healthy business, uh, the core book of business is, 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 remains very strong, uh, very healthy. Uh, we use a term called yield, and our, our netwise yield is, is holding strong. Um, you know, we have, uh, since the first of the year, we, we have bid, a uh, tremendous amount of bid, bid uh, activity, some, some, uh, some new business, but a lot of current business, and uh, a lot of those awards are coming in, and, and in most cases, uh, the majority of the cases uh, coming in uh, quite positive for us. So uh, most most everything we're getting renewals on, and and in most cases we're getting asked to provide even more services. So so that book piece of the business is good. Uh, the last couple of weeks, our utilization, uh, particularly in the over the road, has been stronger. Well, that's a good thing, and our service across uh, all our business has been improving. We had, uh, you know, we we do a tremendous amount of business with uh, with uh, with a couple of the big meat packers, Smithfield, Tyson, and our service last week with uh, both those organizations was uh, uh, as as good as it's been in quite some time. So thank you, uh, thank thank everyone for their efforts to. Uh, providing great service. Um, you know, uh, we, uh, we continue to upgrade our fleet, our trucks and trailers. Uh, we pretty much have trailers coming in throughout the balance of the year. Um, and uh, there's trailers to be picked up uh, and put into service over in Sioux City. Uh, the other piece is uh, the trucks. Uh, we've all, I'm certain all of you, uh, have heard about you know supply chain issues, parts issues, etc. Uh, we have our truck orders in, um, you know, and uh, we are patiently waiting. We should start to see some new freight liners uh, in the end last week of April, and we will not see any new Navistars until basically the last week of May. So, met with both those parties this week and. That equipment is uh, is on its way. Uh, it just takes time to get it built and get it delivered and in-serviced. Um, Want to talk about safety a little bit? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about some of the the bigger picture stuff, and then then I'm gonna turn it over to to Joe, and he can get into the more of the specifics. Uh, you know, last week uh, we basically had two two rollovers. Uh, you know, the really unfortunate part is both of them, 
both of them were preventable. You know, you watch you watch the film. You know, you you want to be empathetic and understand why it happened and and all that. But at the end of the day, uh, we rolled over two trucks, two trailers, and two loads, and and both of them could have been prevented. Uh, the one situation well, it was down in Florida with uh, with a load of Tropicana juice on it, and uh, uh, heavy, heavy, uh, you know, torrential rains and uh, crosswind, and uh, uh, took took a load of trailer over, you know, uh, shouldn't have been out there. Bottom line, bottom line, the driver should have found an exit and got off the road. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that was that was a baddie, and uh, the other one occurred down in uh, down in Missouri, and uh, uh, loaded loaded Driscoll's berries. Another another very good customer. Uh, truck trailer load lost. Uh, fortunately, neither one of these drivers were, were were seriously injured. So that's the good part. No other parties were involved. That's the good part. But you know. We we all are aware of how how valuable this equipment is, uh, you know, tractors, trailers, uh, value of the cargo, and you know, uh, you know, you add those two together, and, and you know, it's probably five six hundred thousand dollars, and that you got a lot of you got to do a lot of trucking to to make up for that, and uh, you know, we measure. Uh, we measure basically our, our cost of risk or cost of insurance. We use an acronym called TCOR, Total Cost of Risk. Uh, in our current current state, every 1% represents about $500,000. So if we're 3% over TCOR, over budget, you know, that means we're a million five over budget. Uh, and, and that just doesn't work. So what, what's the moral of the story here? Slow down. If you got to get off the road, get off the road. Uh, you know, but speed is is definitely a part of it. You know, I just want to caution. Thankfully, we're we're getting to the to to the tail end of winter uh, up here in the north. But uh, you know, uh, we could still get a little bit of that white stuff. But but then what happens after that? You know, what happens after that is you know we can have a lot of tornado activity. Uh, crosswinds, you know, these trucks and trailers nowadays, they're built lighter than they used to be. And, uh, uh, you know, if you're running in crosswinds out in Nebraska or Kansas or Western Iowa, I mean, you're, you're like a kite out there, a 53 foot kite. Uh, you gotta be careful. Um, so just cause we're getting through winter doesn't mean, you know, we're, we're good to go. Um, you know, this situation down in Missouri, um, you know, classic example of, uh, goes from pavement to, a to, a to basically a bridge back to pavement. And guess what? Loses control. Next thing you know, the guy's upside down in the ditch, uh, classic. Uh, and it's that time of year, you're going to have a lot of frosting and stuff, you know, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm not sure what the safety coaches would say, but, you know, uh, I'll say the same thing. I tell my wife and my kids, if it's the road conditions are are not good, don't use the control. Use your foot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these, uh, these trucks are 
very technology advanced, but uh, you're, you're going to have some of that going across these bridges or overpasses. So mm-hmm. be careful there. Uh, one last thing before I uh, hand it over to Joe on, on the more detail. Um, you know, we are continue to have a CSA issue with hours of service. And one of the big lookouts on the hours of service that we're getting tagged on is uh, basically personal conveyance abuse. Now, Joe is going to get into the particulars, but we've got to get this cleaned up. Uh, you, you know, the, 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 the regs are pretty clear. You can't, you can't advance a load, <laughs> uh, you know. And in some cases, I, I appreciate the effort and all that, but uh, we, just, we just can't have it. Uh, so I'm going to turn it over to Joe. He can get into more of the specifics on it, but uh, you're, you're definitely going to see some more uh, safety oversight when it comes to the uh, uh, personal conveyance and the hours of service regs. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, a couple months ago, we made some tweaks to our personal conveyance policy uh, company-wide where, you know, it used to be you had up to 50 miles. I think there's some people who, if you're not in the know, the changes we made where we changed it from yet up to 50 miles in a day, we got rid of that. We changed it to as long as you are within your 14-hour clock, you're able to use as much PC as you need up to that 14th hour, as long as you're doing it legally. Um, If you're outside of your 14 on your 10 hour break, you can use up to an hour. You know, if you need to get more than that, or if there's some special circumstance you're looking for, make sure to contact either safety or your logs team to make sure you get approval for that. Uh, The main thing we're looking for there is one, are you using it legally? And two, you know, how are you doing? Are you, is there a situation where fatigue becomes an issue? Because even though you're on personal time, any fatigue or uh, inability to maintain your attention on the road, those, those two things still very much come into play. So uh, so if you want more information on the policy piece itself, please contact the logs and safety teams. Uh, one of the pieces I think some, some, some of you out there have gotten a little confused with is thinking that because we made an adjustment to the policy side of things, that the legal regulation side of things changed. And I just want to clear up that nothing on the legal side of things has change at all. You know, personal conveyance still means you have to be doing something that is purely personal use. If there's anything you could construe as work-related in that in that behavior, then obviously that is a situation where you can't be using PC. So uh, as Dan mentioned on the CSA front, personal conveyance abuse is probably the number one reason our hours of service reg is is high in the, in the CSA basics. So uh, as far as the points that we see on roadside inspections, failure, or sorry, uh, uh, using PC illegally is probably the number one feeder of those points. So, um, you know, things like using PC to go to a trailer washout or to go fuel the reefer unit or the tractor, uh, driving into the customer. One of the other areas that a lot of drivers are tripping up on is when they're on property at a customer. And maybe you're moving from a staging area over to a dock door, you're doing a drop and hook, maybe you're just shifting some trailers around. If you're moving around on property at a customer, you can't be on PC in those instances. Make sure if you're doing that, you're switching over to either yard move or onto the driveline. Um, if you're on yard move in those instances, you would not run into a violation because you're showing on line four. You're not driving past your 11 and 14, so there's no violation concern there. Uh, the only caveat to that is if you're getting forced off property, and the only reason you'd be moving across a lot is to leave and go to the nearest safe place to park. So, uh 
you know, it's one of those things where if you're if you're out there about to switch over to PC and you're thinking, and I'm not sure if this is uh, if this is work related or not. Chances are, if you're thinking that, it probably is. Uh, but make sure to call in and get some guidance from your logs and safety teams before you before you do that. Um, and then make sure you're selecting PC. We've had a few instances lately where drivers just forget to hit the button or they thought they hit it and it didn't switch over. Um, or if you stop the truck, if you turn the engine off, PC is going to disable. So if you're using PC and you stop to get a bite to eat somewhere, you jump back in the truck, you turn the key on, make sure you reselect PC before you get moving again because otherwise it'll kick you onto the drive line once you get moving. So um, that's, that's essentially it. I mean, again, I'll repeat it over and over again. If you're doing anything that you could construe as work-related, you can't be using PC for that. So, uh, you know, we need everybody's help to make sure we're doing this the right way because if uh, we continue to have those issues, our CSA doesn't improve. So. And if our CSAs don't approve, we're going to get pulled in more for uh, random checks. So yep. everybody, it's really a win-win. So mm-hmm. let's just get it squared away um, and, and do our best. Couple other, A uh, couple other topics I want to talk about is uh, uh, I think uh, a week or two, probably uh, we introduced uh, Marty Kepler to the organization. And Marty uh, comes to us uh, with, uh, you know, a full resume in the industry and, and – uh, uh, he's uh, he's heading up the uh, CDL training program for us. Uh, uh, you know, we're making uh, and and you know he he's he's here to to help. You know, uh, Brian Colas and and Brian Hammond, uh, they're still here. Uh, they're still building this program, and uh, uh, we're we're continuing to grow it. Um, you know, I I just want to put a plug out there uh, as we grow the student base. Um, you know, we need to grow the trainer base. Uh, we've got a great program uh, for the trainers. Um, uh, you know, it's uh, definitely a, a you know a worthy cause uh, teaching teaching people a skill, and uh, also it uh, comes with some financial benefit uh, to to be able to do that. Um, we're also uh, you know we're we're looking to possibly expand that program. And also uh, potentially uh, uh, expand the miles within that program, uh, you know, by you know various uh, various techniques. But you know what's common kind of in the uh, industry is like week one the trainer drives, week two maybe they're a B team, week three they're a C team, and and maybe for the last couple of weeks they're they're a D team or or some 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 acronym designating how many miles they can run we definitely have the freight and we can we can optimize these trucks better uh, also just as a general statement on teams um, you know we're coming into the summer season uh, where uh, we've got business uh, that is team friendly um, and uh, you know one of those bigger ones being Driscoll's uh, we'd love to get some teams bouncing to the west coast and back uh, so if you're interested in that, please let us know. Um, you know the uh, you know another another piece with with the drivers is uh, you know if you train a trainee and you guys make a good pair, I mean if you guys want to team up for a few weeks, um, you know uh, you can you can make some money, uh, some really good money. Uh, you know fortunately I sit here today and tell you that we are. Uh, Fully staffed. Uh, 
today, uh, right uh, right before I came down, we've got uh, we've got uh, nineteen hundred and eighteen trucks seated, and uh, seventy trucks empty, <laughs> which sounds like a lot, but on a base of about twenty one hundred trucks, is very very minor, and about you know forty of those seventy are accounted for as you know loaners. Uh, uh, body shop, long-term warranty issues, that kind of stuff. So really, uh, we, we're going to roll into next week with like 30 available trucks on a base of about 2,100 trucks, which is, which is, which is a good thing. But, but uh, you know, if you want to team up, there's some big opportunities there. Um, you know, the other thing, I guess, I want to pitch to the drivers, uh, you know, we, 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 as an organization, we struggle, like most trucking companies, but I, I, I don't worry so much about the other trucking companies. Uh, I worry about Hirschbach. And, you know, we, we have too high a driver turnover. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there's different reasons for it, but we're not going to settle for excuses. Um, you know, one one thing I would say is, you know, operationally we need to do a better job, you know, communicating, planning, uh, you know, quite frankly, uh, working with the driver and, and, and in a lot of cases being better listeners. You know, for the drivers that are thinking about leaving, I would, uh, I would say a couple of things. Um, you know, if you have issues, let's hear them. Uh, your driver manager is your first line of defense. Um, the uh, second line of defense is the ops directors. Uh, that's who the driver managers report to. We also have the safety coaches engaged in in uh, in working with the drivers um, from a re- not only a safety standpoint or a retention standpoint. We also have. Uh, uh, Robin and, and, and Lacey uh, uh, working with drivers fielding fielding uh, problem issues. Uh, we're going to establish some changes operationally. One is going to be what's called a drop and swap desk. So this this desk will help uh, do the relays. This desk will help uh, if you got a home time event, whether it be scheduled or unscheduled. They're going to help uh, facilitate that. Uh, they're also going to help with loads that have too much time on them uh, and they're they're burning you're you're wasting time uh, uh, when you should be dropping and hooking and going with our with our terminal network uh, of eight terminals uh, you know pretty much strategically placed and then you drop in another 10 or so drop yards throughout the country there, there's no reason we have trucks sitting on sitting on loads with too much time so Going to be working on that. You know, the other thing I would say is, is if you are a driver that that is a current driver, or a, or a driver that's you know contemplating leaving her spot, I would, I would, I would challenge you to com- really truly compare our pay package, our compensation, our total package. Uh, you know, whether it be what we do, the equipment, your compensation, your benefits. You know, do a do a true comparison before you before you jump ship. I mean, you know, I, I hear it, I hear comments about this, you know, pr- literally daily, um, 
And, and most of the time when I get involved in the conversation, a lot of it is, is, is a not of an understanding of, of, of our total pay package or what we offer. And, you know, typically when I start going through the pay package and you have your base pay and then you have your weekly or your monthly uh, performance bonus on top of it, and then you've got your retention money, and then you got your 5K and your 5K uh, for year one and year two, and then the, the all-in to win, and then, you know, your benefits or your 401K, I love, you know, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, medical insurance. Not a lot of people are really stepping through that, and, you know, I, I, would, I would encourage you to do that because at the end of the day, uh, it's a rare circumstance that, we, we're not competitive. Um, in, in most cases that I step through, we actually, when you look at the whole package, we actually come out better. Um, so I guess what I would say is uh, be, be wary of some of these, these advertisements that look too good to be true because um, there's a good chance they are. Um, so kind of a pitch there on the retention side. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is maintenance. Uh, you know, we, we run a very new fleet. Um, we run a very, very new fleet, whether it be tractors or trailers. Uh, we will be cycling out a, a significant amount of equipment this year. Not, not as much as we did last year, but significant. Um, you know, we are going to be implementing uh, inspection lanes, inbound inspection lanes. Uh, in Monmouth and in East Dubuque. And then from there, we will be examining the other facilities that, that we can, we can, uh, we have physically have enough room to do. Um, and, uh, uh, but there will be some changes on how you enter and exit East Dubuque and Monmouth in the near term future. You will be requested to take your equipment through an inspection bay. Uh, you know, why is that? Well, uh, one is to help reduce our on-the-road failures. Uh, two is, uh, you know, we've heard you loud and clear about trailer issues. Uh, you pick up a trailer off one of our yards and the ABS light is on or low pressure on a tire or uh, marker lights are out or, or glad hand is leaking or you guys all know you you know them better than I do. So we're we're going to start uh, pushing that equipment over inspection bays to to reduce that. It'll take a few minutes. Uh, it'll take a few minutes in our shop, but you know it's time uh, time well saved. It, it beats the heck out of a sitting on the side of the road or sitting at a a Loves or or wherever waiting to get it waiting three four hours to get in to get a to get a, a, a marker light repaired. So be prepared for that. Um, but uh, overall, I want to leave you with uh, the positives. Uh, you know, our business is strong. Demand is strong. Uh, you know, we're, we're almost through the first quarter. Uh, March is, is typically a pretty good month for us in the first quarter. Uh, we, we're, we're uh, you know, we've got a couple good weeks in the books here. And I would expect that to continue. So, uh, Joe, did you have anything else? Uh, no, just kind of going back to what you talked about with the weather stuff. I'm sure we'll still have a few 
pop up storms, but just back to what you said, you know, making sure you stay safe, slow down, find somewhere safe to park. If any of that weather gets to be, uh, you know, something you're uncomfortable with or something you're having trouble navigating through without, you know, putting yourself or somebody else at risk. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, let's get through winter. Winter's always uh, tough up here in the north. Uh, let's get through that. But uh, just because winter's over doesn't mean, uh, you know, we, we still need to maintain uh, safety. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, let's get this, uh, let's get our hours of service uh, and our PC uh, cleaned up so we can get that uh, back in order with our CSA scores. Mm-hmm. Other than that, take care, be safe, and thank you for everything you do. See you guys. Thank you.